Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyeyi vel mursaliyin Muhammedun Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve aleyhi ve sellem. Tasliman kathiran kathira famavadu. My brothers and sisters, today I want to answer some questions which different people ask me about salah. And many of them are here and some other people ask me from different countries. So we'll get that finished. I want to begin by saying that Islam is the name of a system. A system that is for the purpose of achieving the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A system that is geared so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with us. And like any system, it has boundaries, it has rules. In Islam, we are free to do anything we want. Provided it is within the rules. You are free to be happy, free to be sad, free to make money, free to get married, have children, whatever. Education within the boundaries prescribed. And all of that starts with Salah because Salah is the head of the matter. About Salah, Rasulullah said that Salah is the head of the matter. It is the first thing on which, about which the slave will be questioned on the Day of Judgment. If that goes well, the rest of it goes well. If that goes badly, the rest of it goes badly. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us that our accounting is easy. The Prophet used to make this dua, Allahumma hasibni hisaban yasira. Oh Allah, make my hisab easy. So Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha, our mother, she asked him, she said, Ya Rasulullah, what is the meaning of easy? Nabi Sallallahu said, easy means Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will probably not even open the book. He will let you go. Because if Allah takes hisab, he said then there is no escape. Now in Salah, few things. One is, Salah begins with what? How do you begin Salah? Takbir Tahrima, right? The first Takbir, Allahu Akbar. So please understand this. And again, all I'm telling you is common for all the mazhabs, including for the Shia. Salah begins with Takbir. Takbir Tahrima. Allahu Akbar. If you just walk into the masjid and you see the Jama'ah is in Ruku and you just walk in and go into Ruku, then what does it mean? It means you are doing exercise. Maybe good for your belly, maybe good for your joints. It is not salah. Because you never entered the salah. You're going up and down, up and down. It's not salah. Because you enter salah with takbir tahrima. So it's Allahu Akbar. If there is time, you recite salah. If there is no time, you can say Allahu Akbar and then go into ruku. One step before that, Rasulullah said, when you enter the masjid and you see the jama'ah is happening and they are in some stage of the jama'ah, he said, do not run. Do not run. He said, walk with dignity. Join the jama'ah, whatever you get, alhamdulillah, what you miss, you make up. There's no problem. As long as you join the jama'ah before the salam, before the taslim, before the imam has said, salam alaikum, salam alaikum, you are in, considered to be with the jama'ah. And if you are so particular, come early. Who stops you from coming early? 
All of these complications happen because we come late. I can understand out of some emergency or something, but we come late and then we have all these people. Some one day somebody asked me a question. He said, uh, "Sheikh, if a non-Muslim says to me, Assalamu alaikum." Should I say Waalaikum Assalam? Should what what answer should I give him? So I said to him, instead of waiting for him to say Salaam Alaikum to you, why didn't you say why didn't you say Good morning to him or Sabah Al Khair or Hi or whatever? Right. So you create the problem for yourself because of your bad manners. If you had had if you were you know take the precedence in greeting somebody, then you don't have this question. Because you don't greet, he's greeting you. Now you got a, you created a problem for yourself. So walk with dignity, join the salah with takbir tahrima. Don't just join and then do whatever. Second thing, you come, you join, and you find the jamaah is in sujood, and we see people just standing there waiting for them to come up. You're too lazy to go into sajda, huh? Rasulullah, there are specific ahadis about these things. Rasulullah said, join the jama'ah where it is the sajda that you are too lazy to join. Maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put your maghfirah in that sajda. You did not join the sajda, you did not get forgiven. Imagine you come all the way for salah, then one sajda, what are you trying to use? <laughs> yeah. When you come, walk with dignity, say Allah Akbar, Takbir Tahrima, then join the jama'ah in the situation that they are in. Whether it is sujood or ruku or, uh, you know, or jals or wherever, right? That is the way to get into the salah. Then, question of Surah Al-Fatiha. Surah Al-Fatiha is a rukun of the salah. Surah Al-Fatiha, we have the hadith of Rasulullah where he said that the one who has not recited Surah Al-Fatiha has not, his salah is invalid. There is no salah without Fatiha al-Kitab. Now, what does it mean in Jama'ah? When you are praying or on your own, of course, you will recite. So there is no issue with that. But when you are praying in Jama'ah, behind the Imam, now what happens? Now, there are three opinions on this. The first opinion is that the recitation of the Imam is enough for you, so you need not do anything. So you just come and Allah will stand there silently and your salah is valid. Wallah alam, this opinion is there, it is widespread, but uh, this opinion probably is not the best opinion. Second opinion is <coughs> that you must recite Surah Al-Fatiha on your own, even if the Imam has recited. Now that puts a problem, because if the Imam is reciting Quran, the rule about the Quran is that when the Quran is being recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the ayat of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ansitu. You are not supposed to talk, you are not supposed to even read Quran, which is why sometimes in, in Tarawih, in some places you see, people are standing behind the Imam in Tarawih, they, they have a musaf or the phone or something, they are reading, standing behind the Imam. This invalidates your salah, you are out of salah. In the Hanafi Madhab, the Imam is told specifically Imam Abu Hanifa, Abu Hanifa Rahmatullah said, if somebody who is not in Salah prompts you, so he said, for example, the Imam is, you know, he forgot some ayah, and somebody who is sitting on the outside with a musaf, if he is prompting him, 
He said, do not take that prompt. You go into Ruku and you finish your Salah, then you make up whatever it is. Do not take the prompt from the man who is outside of Salah. So if you are, if the Imam is reciting for you to recite, for you to read from the Musaf, this invalidates your Salah. You are not in Salah. Now, so what happens now if the Imam, Imam is reciting, I'm supposed to recite Surah Al-Fatiha, what must I do? Now there are a couple of options. One option is that if the Imam recites like Rasulullah used to recite, which is one ayah at a time. Then you have a little, you know, little bit of gap between the ayat. So when the Imam says, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, you say the same thing and then you repeat silently, not loudly. So you complete. Second option, sometimes the Imam between Surah Al-Fatiha and the next surah, he will give a gap. Right? There's some silence. In that you can recite your Surah Al-Fatiha. The problem with that is, that to give a gap between Surah Al-Fatiha and the second surah is not the Sunnah of Mr. Surah. He didn't do this. So a lot of Imams will not give this gap because that's not the Imam's job. Now what do you do? Now for this, the fatwa of Imam Malik is very beautiful. He said that where the Imam is reciting loudly, you are hearing the Imam, the Imam's recitation is sufficient for you. You did not recite Surah Al-Fatiha. But where the Imam is not reciting loudly, which means in the in Zohar Asal, in third rakat of Maghrib and the last two rakat of Isha, where the Imam is reciting silently, in those times you must recite Surah Al-Fatiha on your own. Alhamdulillah, this is the best opinion. So please do that. Don't simply come and stand silently. The reason for that also is, if the imam's reading is sufficient for for you, then what do you do with uh, with tasha, with with uh, atahiyat? What do you do the tasbihat in uh, sujood and ruku? You do all those things. Imam is also doing. Why? But then why are you doing it? So it's not it's not sufficient to say whatever the imam is doing. Imam is not a priest, right? He's not he's not doing the salah on your behalf. He's leading you in salah, which means what? Which means we are also praying. We are praying behind him. That is all. He is not praying on my behalf. This is different from other religions. In the Hindu religion, you can go give money to the priest. Please do the puja for me. I will stand here. He will do the puja. He will come back and give you some sweets. You eat it. You go home. Kalas. Convenient, no? But there is no janna at the end of that. So what to do? There is janna at the end of this. So we have to make some effort. Right? So make sure we do this. Then the issue of praying the three aukat mamro, the prohibited times of prayer. One is tulu, which is sunrise, when the sun is rising, the next one is ghurub, when the sun is setting, and the middle one is zawal, when the sun is right overhead. Now, salah is prohibited, meaning that just some nafil salah or something like this, it is better not to do. Uh, with Imam Shafir Tahiyatul Masjid is not does not come in this hukum. So Tahiyatul Masjid should be prayed. Uh, with other Imams, they say that as far as Tahiyatul Masjid is concerned, if it is close to that time, for example, if it is actual Toro time, then don't even pray Tahiyatul, don't pray anything. If it is Ghurub time, meaning Maghrib is like two minutes to Maghrib, maybe five minutes to Maghrib, don't pray anything. If you come to the masjid, just sit, just sit there. But if there is time, you come to the masjid, there may be 10-15 minutes time to Maghrib, then pray Tayyatul Masjid, no problem. 
Right? So after Salatul Asr, with the Hanafis, after Salatul Asr, you are not supposed to pray at all. So no matter what time. So different people are there of different mazhabs. I'm giving you the... So inshallah, but what everyone is agreed upon, don't pray too close to that time. Meaning if it is just like two minutes. I see sometimes here people come, they literally one minute to Maghrib, then they are praying Tahitul Majid. No, don't do that. Because that's actual time of Ghurub, we don't pray at that time. Now a question is, if you are sitting there and reading Quran and there is a Sajda Tilawa, what do you do? With the Shawafa, you can do it. With the Ahnaf, better to wait after the other Salah time comes and you can you can do it inshallah. Uh, so either way, inshallah, this is uh, yeah, this is okay. Right? Jazakumullah khair. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla to accept our Salah and to make it perfect and to enable us to have khushu in Salah. The main thing in Salah is khushu. Right? Apart from all, these are all usul, but the khushu of Salah, the, the, the concentration, dedication, connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is the main uh, thing of Salah. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Grant this to us, inshallah. Wa sallallahu ala nabil kareem wa alihi wa sahbihi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.